sometimes it takes a different approach to help you unlock your true potential. With Capella University's game-changing FlexPath learning format, you gain relevant skills you can apply to your career right away. Earn your degree from an accredited university and be confident in the quality of your education. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Capella University is accredited by the Higher Learning Commission. Learn more at capella.edu slash accreditation. Hello and welcome to the Nutrition Diva podcast. I'm your host, Monica Reinagel, and today we're talking about CBD oil. There is so much buzz going around about this supplement, and many of you have written with questions. I have a lot of questions myself, so I've invited someone with expertise in this subject to help us sort through these claims and what might be some hype. Joining me on the show today is registered dietitian nutritionist Janice Bissix. Welcome, Janice. Thanks, Monica. It's great to be with you. Janice, you and I have known each other for years now, and when we first met, you were the co-host of the long-running Needle Makeover Moms podcast. Yes. And then a couple of years ago, you really shifted your practice to providing (laughs) information about all things cannabis, everything from medical marijuana to CBD oil, which we're going to be talking about today. But I have to ask you, Meal makeover mom to cannabis Janice is a pretty big (laughs) leap. So what led to this dramatic shift in focus for you? It it was quite a big leap and nothing that I would have ever expected uh, in my life. But uh, two and a half years ago, my father was suffering some from very severe pain. And he had been in pain for quite a while. And he was taking the usual pain meds that doctors give you and had a lot of side effects. He didn't like how they made him feel. He was groggy. He was severely constipated that required a hospital stay. Mm. So I said to his doctor, really, is there nothing else we can do for his pain? And I said, what about medical marijuana? Now, mind you, Monica, I knew nothing about medical marijuana. Yeah, they don't teach us that in nutrition school. No, they don't. And even all through college, all my friends were smoking pot. I just wasn't interested. I tried it once when I was a senior because I thought, I may never get this opportunity again. Didn't like it, never even thought about it again. So when his doctor said, I think that's a great idea, I thought, I better, I better do some research. So I did. And the more I learned, the more I thought, well, wait a minute. Why, why don't we know about this? Why aren't we promoting this? Because from what I read and learned, it has quite a lot of potential for pain management. So I got dad certified. We went to a dispensary, got him a vape pen, came home. He took a couple of puffs and then he said, I'm going to go take a nap. And he stood up and he said, wow. And I said, are you dizzy? Well, you know what? He said, I'm not in pain. Hmm. And that was so dramatic to me from him going from really debilitating pain to having that pain reduced so dramatically. So right then, that day, I said, okay, I am changing my career and I'm going back to school, which I did, to become a holistic cannabis practitioner. And it took me about a year and that's what I've been doing ever since. So we're not talking about medical marijuana today. We're going to be zeroing in specifically on CBD oil. But before we start that, just help us sort out some of the terminology here. We have marijuana, we have hemp, we have cannabis. Are these all words for the same thing? Not exactly. Cannabis, marijuana is a, is a, a slang term. I don't use that term. 
uh, marijuana. I use the word cannabis. And cannabis has been used for over 6,000 years medically. In Chinese medicine, it was in doctor's kits as they went doing house calls. And then it became sort of outlawed or or vilified in the early 1900s. It was in the pharmacopoeia, Monica, where doctors go to find out about dosing with different medications until 1942. And then for reasons that we will not get into today, it became vilified. And then it became scheduled as a Schedule I substance, which means there is no medical benefit and high potential for abuse. That's cannabis in general. Okay, so it's on the back burner, people thought of it as just what people would would use to get stoned or to get high. And then in the late 1900s, we started discovering more of the medical, rediscovering, I should say, more of the medical benefits of cannabis. And we discovered in 1992 that we have what's called an endocannabinoid system in our bodies. All of us, even animals, have this endocannabinoid system that is geared to use and process cannabinoids or cannabinoids that are found in the cannabis plant. And we make two of those on our own. So back to, back to cannabis is marijuana. Hemp is from the same cannabis plant, but hemp contains less than 0.3% THC. THC is one of the cannabinoids in the cannabis plant, and that's the one that's responsible for that high feeling, the euphoria, uh, often the paranoia that some people feel when using cannabis. So hemp is cannabis with very, very little THC. Okay, I have so many questions about (laughs) CBD oil, and I was really glad to have a resource to turn to in you that I knew was going to be able to give evidence-based information. However, in the interest of transparency, we should say that in addition to counseling patients and health providers on the use of medical marijuana and CBD products, you do also sell CBD products through your website. How do you manage that potential conflict of interest? Good question. In fact, my, my intention was never to sell. I never thought I would sell any supplement. And when I was doing research, I found out that the FDA did a study and found that 70% of the CBD products on the market are mislabeled. Some of them contain zero CBD. So people are looking at this and saying, wow, CBD, that's expensive. I can sell it and make lots of money. And they are putting out a product that is inferior. It's, it's may not contain CBD. It may have contaminants. And so I said to myself, well, I better find a product that I can recommend. So I worked with an intern for three weeks and I said, find me a product that I can, that we know is good quality that I can say to my clients, listen, this is what you should buy. And a product that we found that was high quality, it's organically grown, it's broad spectrum, which we can get into later. Um, was a company in Colorado. And I said, okay, I'd like to recommend your product. And they said, well, we don't sell direct retail. We do white label. So you would have to put your own label on it. And I said, oh, I'm not going to do that. That's just not what I'm thinking of. But in the end, I said, okay, this is what I will do. I hired someone to make labels, develop a logo. And then my Janibus Wellness Hemp CBD products were born. So that's how I got into it. It was sort of uh, very 
I wasn't really interested in that part of it. But as it turns out, my clients are so thankful. They said, listen, you did all the research for us. I have clients, a lot of clients from California and from Colorado where it's legal. They can walk into any store and buy CBD products. But they say, because they know that I did the research and I'm a professional, that they, they choose my product. So that's how I got into that. Well, and CBD products are not regulated the way medical marijuana is. You don't need uh, to be certified or have a license or, or find a dispensary. It is just a, a dietary supplement at this point. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. It is not regulated by the FDA. And the 2018 Farm Bill that came out said that hemp is legal. So CBD from hemp is legal. Now, if you look at the law and you see that if you get CBD from the cannabis plant, there's that fine line and that is a derivative of cannabis. So that doesn't enjoy the legal status nationwide. Okay. That, I was just about to ask. So the CBD oil, that is an extract from the hemp version of uh, the cannabis plant. And so what is, what is in it? What's not in it? Okay, so you can get CBD. I don't want to. I want to be clear. You can get CBD from a cannabis plant, and that's that's all well and good. It's just that it doesn't enjoy that legal status. So you okay. can get CBD from hemp, and there are different different varieties of hemp too. Some industrial hemp has very little CBD in it, and some hemp plants are bred to be higher in CBD and higher in the other cannabinoids. I mean, CBD and THC are two of the more than 100 cannabinoids in a hemp or cannabis plant. So these products are specifically extracting and concentrating this one compound that's found in this plant? Well, no. Ideally, it would be extracting all the compounds in plant because they work synergistically. So you don't want a product where they just take a CBD molecule out of it. That would be called a CBD isolate. And the beauty of the hemp products and the cannabis in the plants is that all of the cannabinoids work synergistically. It's called the entourage effect. It's sort of when we recommend broccoli to somebody, Monica, we wouldn't say to them, well, just take a vitamin A pill because that's just as good as broccoli. Well, no, vitamin A is one of the very good things in a broccoli plant. So similarly, you want the terpenes. Terpenes are the compounds in the plant that are responsible for the aroma. And the terpenes have health benefits on their own. Some are good for sleep. Linalool is found in the lavender plant, and it's found in the hemp or cannabis plant, and it has a calming effect. There are all sorts of compounds that work together, which is why looking for a broad spectrum product is is best. You can you can go and get a, a pharmaceutical CBD or THC supplement, but it only has that one that one compound. Well, I guess what I'm asking and is, would a CBD oil product that you can buy over the counter or through the internet, would it contain any THC or would that specifically have been filtered out? I mean, would somebody using CBD oil, for example, test positive on an employer drug screen? That is a very good question. Yes. If you're buying a CBD product that does not certify that there is zero THC, you may test positive because, as I mentioned, the hemp plant 
can have 0.3% THC, which is not enough to impair you, but it is enough to trigger a positive drug test. So you need to be sure when you choose a CBD product that it's certified that there is zero THC if that's a problem, an issue for you that you could be drug tested. Okay. Now, I understand that CBD oil products can be used both topically and also internally as a supplement. Can we talk first about the topical applications? How or why would someone use this kind of thing topically? Someone who has rheumatoid arthritis, who has fingers, knuckles, knees, joint pain, they can apply topical CBD, and it penetrates the the skin, the epidermis, and it offers, it's a potent anti-inflammatory. So it offers anti-inflammatory action and also will reduce the pain. It does not go into your blood. So if you had a CBD product that had a trace amount of THC, you're probably safe. Of course, I always tell people best, if if you're going to be drug tested, best to find a product that is zero THC. Mm -hmm. Um, So topically can be very, very effective for people. In particular for, I've got people who have shoulder issues, knees, neuropathy in in the leg or the ankles. So that can be very, very effective. Now, what is what kind of evidence do we have to support this efficacy or this uh, mechanistic action in the body? Is this mostly anecdotal at this point, or do we have um, research that actually verifies these anti-inflammatory effects? We do have research. In fact, I have over 100 uh, research studies, resources on my website. There's a whole section on pain with about 10 or 15 resources. So there is, there have been what we like, you know, the double-blind, placebo-controlled studies. Israel is really, it's taken the lead in research on CBD and cannabis. So they've done a lot of research. The problem is in this country, because of the legal status over the past decades, it's been very difficult to do research. Because if you get federal funds, you've been told you can't do research on cannabis. So people say, well, there aren't enough studies. I agree. There are not enough studies in this country. And we need to change that so that we can do these these studies that that we like to see as as medical professionals and science-based people we want those studies so part of it is anecdotal but there are some good studies out there I'm back with Janice Bissix, and we're talking about CBD oil. Uh, We were just talking about how we might use it topically, actually rubbing it on the skin or on a painful joint or other painful area of the body to relieve inflammation and pain, but it's also taken internally. And I have to tell you, Janice, I have seen a lot of claims for CBD oil over the last year. It sort of came out of nowhere. Nobody had ever heard of it. And all of a sudden, it seems to be good for just about everything and everyone. And that always sort of trips my alarm wires. So I want you to help us sift through the hype a little bit. In your opinion, what is CBD oil actually most useful for? Okay. The first thing that I tell people is that CBD is not good for every person for every condition. So anyone that tells you it is, it's it's not true. It works for a lot of people. I've seen people, and there is good research with anxiety in particular. So we have, I told you we have this endocannabinoid system. We produce two cannabinoids on our own. One of them is called anandamide. 
and it's been dubbed the bliss molecule. This gives you sort of, a, it's like an endorphin. It gives you a f- good feeling. Some people don't make enough anandamide or they make too much of the enzyme that breaks it down. When you introduce CBD into your body, it suppresses that enzyme so that more of this anandamide stays in your blood and is, has a neurocalming effect. It can decrease anxiety. But wait a minute. Why wouldn't everyone benefit from a bliss molecule? Well, because I don't want to say that everyone would. I do think that a lot of people would. I really do, and I've seen it. But I don't like to oversell CBD. It, it, it can provide pain relief for a lot of people, anxiety relief for a lot of people. It helps many people with insomnia. Uh, people, certainly anybody who has an inflammatory condition would likely benefit from CBD. Autoimmune diseases, uh, brain injury. If anyone has a concussion or brain injury, I think it's critical that they get some of these cannabinoids on board. In fact, the U.S. government, Health and Human Services, got a patent on CBD as a neuroprotectant and antioxidant in 2003. So the NIH scientists were doing research on neurodegenerative diseases, and they found that these were very helpful. So they took, they got a patent on it. So any concussion brain injury gets CBD on board because it can decrease uh, the brain, uh, long-term brain injury. And again, what's the level of evidence that we have at this point? Is it still preliminary? Do we have good human trials? Even if we have not been doing a lot of research in the United States, is there research from other parts of the world that really gives solid support for these uses? You know, yes. I mean, if the NIH scientists uh, came out and said, hey, this, this is really effective for as a neuroprotectant, I think that's fairly significant for them to come out, especially for a substance that's federally illegal <laughs> at the time. I mean, isn't that kind of kind of a wow? So you mentioned insomnia. I want to circle back on that for just a second because there are a lot of different causes of yes. insomnia. Yes. Is there one type of insomnia in particular that CBD oil is more beneficial for? I would say people who suffer from pain, uh, restless leg, and a lot of insomnia is related to not being able to turn our minds off. We mm-hmm. wake up, especially women, we wake up at two or three or four in the morning and we're, we're thinking, oh, I'll never get back to sleep and I have a big meeting tomorrow and my kids and da, 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 da. And that's part of the problem. So CBD is not going to cure everybody's insomnia. It depends on the cause. So I, I think it can be helpful for some people for insomnia, but not everybody. So let's talk a little bit about safety. Um, you know, it does sound like there's a lot of potential benefits and, and sometimes in these sorts of situations, I feel like if there's little risk of harm and a potential for benefit, mm-hmm. it might be appropriate to decide, well, look, let me try it and see if I notice enough benefit to justify the expense or something. But before we can make that kind of, hey, try it and see what you think recommendation, I think it's important to talk about safety. Mm -hmm. Uh, Is there toxicity associated with this? Are there people who definitely should not be using this supplement? And finally, is there any risk of habituation to CBD oil? I have never heard of habituation. I, you know, I think that if people start taking it and they see good results and 
someone might say, well, then they're dependent on it. Well, it's sort of like being dependent on, you know, if you take an ibuprofen to, to work on your pain. So there is no evidence of um, addiction or dependence that I'm aware of for CBD oil. The people who should be careful, be cautious with CBD oil are people who are taking medications that are processed by the liver using the CYP450 enzyme system. Now, obviously, people don't know that about their medication. But if, if your doctor says, don't drink grapefruit juice with this medication, that's the enzyme system that's used to break down that medication and also CBD. So for some medications, a small dose of CBD, honestly, will have such a small effect, it's a non-issue. However, if you're taking a blood thinner or an antiarrhythmic medication, you need to be cautious and you need to talk to your doctor or someone who knows about this interaction. There are ways that you can take a tincture, for example, which would be better than taking an edible or a soft gel because the edible is processed through the liver where that enzyme system is. So that you have to be careful. And you can also take it at a different time. So you wouldn't take the CBD with that. But that is one instance where you, you would really have to be careful. Other than that, I, I mean, there are kids are being treated with CBD for epilepsy, for autism. There's good research on autism uh, out of Israel. So, you know, I can't even say that, that kids shouldn't use CBD, but you just have to do it under the guidance of someone really understands CBD. Well, and because it is available as a dietary supplement, this is something that people could just buy and use on their own without any advice or guidance from a health practitioner. Yeah. How uh, critical are the dosages? Can, you know, how easy is it to overdo or to take an amount of this that could potentially put stress on the liver or any other system? Yeah. I've never heard of an instance like that. Uh, and honestly, to take that high a dose would be so expensive huh. that, that that might even cause an issue that I, I, I've never heard of that. The, in talking about dosing, the dosing is the... It's such a wide variation of dosing. Some people can see relief with two, three, five milligrams of CBD every day. It's just enough to take the edge off their pain and anxiety. I have other people who take 50 milligrams a day of CBD because they have very serious pain. So that's a pretty wide window, a therapeutic window. Mm -hmm. Some people take 100 milligrams. I don't have any clients taking 100 milligrams. So it's, it's a wide range. And the, the NIH, when they came out uh, to and applied for the patent, they said there is no evidence of adverse effects with long-term use. Okay. So again, that's... Yeah, it's, it's a big topic. It's a lot to unpack. And I really appreciate um, the fact that you have done so much of this research uh, and, and can share it with us. And, you know, Janice, just knowing you and working with you for years, I trust that in coming to your views on CBD oil, that you evaluated all the evidence, both pro and con. And obviously, you weighed that evidence and found CBD oil to be valuable and valid. Yes. Yes. I had never heard that. I had never heard the term CBD 
three, two and a half years ago. I, I really, I really didn't. And I, like I said, I knew nothing about cannabis. I knew nothing about CBD. And then when I went through my training and learned about these cannabinoids, I said, wait a minute, we have a cannabinoid that doesn't offer that uh, toxicity, that um, intoxicating effect, but has all these medical benefits. So that's why I started learning more. Okay. But just for the sake of argument, mm-hmm. if someone were arguing against the use of CBD oil, the widespread, mostly unregulated use of CBD mm-hmm. oil, what would be their strongest argument against CBD I w- oil? I would say the strongest argument would be that it is not regulated and you don't know what you're getting. So that's why I tell people to ask for independent lab analysis of any product that they're looking at. Make sure that it's that's broad spectrum. It's not just an isolate. Get a broad spectrum. And organically grown is another one, Monica. And the reason is that cannabis is a bioaccumulator plant so that it, it draws toxins out of the soil. So, I mean, I'm not one to say, oh, we have to eat organic all the time. I think it's wonderful, but it's not realistic for a lot of people. I do think for a cannabis and CBD product that organically grown is important. Finally, just let our listeners know where they can find you and the resources that you've collected um, about this if they want to dig a little bit deeper. My website is janibuswellness.com. That's cannabis with a J, <laughs> cannabiswellness.com. And I have, I have information on dosing, what to look for, and I have a lot of uh, research, all the, the research studies, uh, NIH, uh, and some from the popular press uh, that have done, that I've been interviewed for, that talk about the uses of CBD and different conditions that it may treat. Well, we'll have links to Janice's website and her social media links in the show notes for today, which as always are at nutritiondiva.quickanddirtytips.com. Thank you so much for joining us today to share your expertise and your experience, Janice. Thanks for having me, Monica. Our show is produced by Nathan Sems, edited by Beata Santora, and supported by an amazing team, including Morgan Ratner, Michelle Margulis, Emily Miller, and our director, Kathy Doyle. Thank you so much for listening. If you have comments or questions about the show, you can find me on Twitter and Facebook. I'm at Nutrition Diva. I'd love to hear from you. Have a great week.